Good morning and welcome as we worship together with St. Matthew's United Methodist Church. My name is Elaine Hall and I'm blessed to be pastor here at St. Matthew's. We are continuing our uh, remote worship opportunities while we uh, stay physically separate to help keep our community and our neighbors safe in this time of pandemic. And we continue our prayers um, personally and together for all the world and for an end to this disease. Will you join me in our opening prayer? Eternal God, in whose perfect kingdom no sword is drawn but the sword of righteousness, no strength known but the strength of love, so mightily spread abroad your spirit that all peoples may be gathered under the banner of the Prince of Peace as children of one Father, to whom be dominion and glory now and forever. Amen. Our first scripture reading today comes from Genesis chapter 1, beginning with verse 1. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. Our gospel reading comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, beginning with verse 1. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locust and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. These are God's words for us, God's people, and we say thanks be to God. So our scriptures this morning talk about beginning and new beginning. In the beginning, when nothing existed but chaos, the Spirit of God hovered over the waters of that chaos. 
and invited creation. And it was a new beginning. And in the fullness of time, when the people God had created had fallen and turned away, when we had broken our covenant, and when God's many, many efforts to call us back to God's self were still unfulfilled, God himself came as Jesus Christ, and there was a new beginning. And here at the beginning of a new year and thinking about new beginnings, some of us may have set our New Year's resolutions. Some of us may have chosen a word for the year. Some of us may just be desperately trying to leave last year behind. Uh, But at any rate, we're ready for new beginnings. Heading into 2021, I was hoping for a fresh start. I wanted to leave behind the fear and the uncertainty and the discord that so shaped our experience of 2020. I wanted a fresh start. But doggone it, less than a week in, we have new conflict and turmoil most clearly seen in the events at our Capitol on Wednesday. I want to put COVID behind me. I want to move forward. I want to stop dealing with this disease and the restrictions that it brings into my life. And yet cases are rising and even more caution is needed. And here I am, wanting a new beginning and stuck in the same old yuck. So what do we do? How do we live when we are hungry for a new beginning, for new life, for new opportunities? And the old life is so very strong. The details are different this year. The feeling of desperation, at least for me, is different this year. But the basic conundrum, the problem that we want a new beginning, that we have trouble seeing or understanding or experiencing because what's going on here and now is so bad and confusing and and stressful, that's not new. (laughs) And today is the day that we recognize Jesus' baptism. So God came to be among us. Jesus entered into life with us, and his name means God, help. Jesus is the cry for help, and he is also the answer to that cry, all wrapped up in one human person who showed up dirty at the banks of the River Jordan for baptism. Baptism is all about new beginnings. It's about washing off the old life and entering into the possibilities of a new life. But it presumes that that transition is tough. It presumes that the old life still clings to us, that there's something to wash off. And even though our actual baptism is something that happens just
just one time. The grace of God is enough. That we are initiated into new life in the waters of baptism. And some of us remember that when we um, made a decision and were baptized as older people. Some of us, like me, don't remember at all because we were baptized at the request of others before we were old enough to understand. And either way, it was real and God worked and we were invited into new life. And also, that's not a one-time thing. We are invited again and again and again to choose the new life. The baptized way of life is being invited into that new life, even with everything that around us still being what it is. Being invited into new life, even right here and right now, while the old life is um, completely active. So the baptized life is a constant choice, a constant orientation where we turn again and again to the good things that God is doing and join with Jesus entering into new life. The first thing that we do in our baptismal life is repent again and again. It's a change of mind, a turning in a new direction, and one definition that I saw that struck me deeply, repentance is daring to hope. Daring to hope that what we experience right now is not the end. Daring to hope that the hurts and burdens that we carry do not define us. Daring to hope that God will, as God promises, welcome us and make us new. Repentance, turning in a new direction, daring to hope. Jesus implies that this new state of affairs, the new life that he's inviting us into, the world of God's righteousness, has arrived is arriving, but the ways that we customarily see the world, the outlook that we um, lean into in our normal days, make us blind to the new thing God is doing. So we need to see differently. And repentance is that process of, of opening our eyes in a new way. The baptismal life is a life of repentance and it's a way of living day to day with our eyes open to the spirit. Whether or not we see the spirit descending in the bodily form of a dove, the baptismal life means that we keep our eyes open. And even in the midst of all the things that are scary or wrong or broken or hard, we look for the Spirit of God. And yesterday when I was seeing news that was so difficult and disturbing, 
I was also seeing prayer and commentary and um, people who were standing up to say, this is not who we are. And let's offer one another words of hope to get through a difficult day. When our eyes are open to the movement of the Spirit, we can see not only the mess that's in front of us, but the ways that God's Spirit is moving in that mess to make things possible and hopeful. The baptismal way of living also means that we have ears that are open to hear God's Word. Because God looks at us as God looked at Jesus and says, You are my beloved. With you I am well pleased. And there are so many things in the old life, in the world as we experience it, that tell us anything but. You will be loved if. You will be acceptable when. When you have lost weight, when you have earned money, when you have gotten a promotion, when the pandemic is over, when, when, when. But the voice of God says right now, no matter what else you may have done or not done, no matter what hurts or pains or fears you carry today, you are my beloved. With you, I am well pleased. So it is not our job to earn God's love or do enough to be good disciples. It is our job to claim the identity that God has already given us. We are beloved. God is pleased with us. And as people beloved by God, God who is joyful and pleased at our presence, we can lean into the power of God and the work of God and participate in the good work God is doing to bring new life. Because as much as I individually long for a world that is new, for new beginnings, for a better year, all creation waits. And all God's people need the peace and hope and healing that comes from God. And when we as God's people, as the church, understand ourselves to be loved and understand us, ourselves to be messengers of God's new life, we make it possible for others to find their belovedness in Jesus as well. So y'all, it's been a hard week. I have worried. I have cried. I have feared I have hoped. And this doesn't look like the bright, shiny new beginning of turning away from 2020 and having something new here now. But in a way that is deep and true, God is doing a new thing and invites us to be a part of it. May you lean into God's words for you. You are my beloved. With you, I am well pleased. Amen. Will you pray with me? Most wonderful God, 
foolish and flawed though we are, we too delight in your beloved Son. As we wait in your presence, may the heavens be open for us, that we may catch a glimpse of the light and love that transforms our common days with a beauty not of our making. We pray not only for ourselves, but for the church throughout the whole world, that we would catch a glimpse of your beauty not of our own making, and that we would live into it so that it can be seen by those around us. We pray, O God, for the leaders and the rulers of our world. We pray that those in positions of power and authority would steward that power well and use it for the good of all people. We pray for our President Donald. We pray for our Governor Roy and for all those who have been elected or appointed as our leaders. Give them the strength and the capacity to carry out the demands of their roles. And may they ever remember that it is their job to serve even as they lead. We pray, God, following the turmoil in Washington this week, it is so clear that there is so much fear and hurt and anger and our fellow citizens have so little trust or understanding for one another or for our systems. We pray, O oh God, for your healing. We pray for reconciliation that comes straight from the heart of Christ. We pray that we would have the humility and the courage and the patience to follow your call and live in your peace in the midst of the world that surrounds us. We continue to pray for our local community and for our teachers and schools and school staff as they lead and guide our students. We pray for our hospitals and our test site workers and everybody involved in fighting and treating COVID. We pray for Linda Walker as she faces knee surgery. We pray for Mary Bennett that she would continue recovery from the surgery on her leg and for Miles that he would continue recovery for the surgery on his arms. We pray for Hannah Ledford and for Roy Ledford. We pray for the family of Lynn Cole. We pray especially for Carol. And even God, as we say these names out loud, we know that there are so many needs and so many prayers that we offer up to you. 
Loving Father, you anointed Jesus at his baptism with the Holy Spirit and revealed him as your dear son. Thank you for making us your children by water and the Spirit. Keep us faithful to you throughout our lives. We ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. And we offer back to you the words that Jesus gave to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. May you go into this week knowing that you are loved by a God who will never let you down and never let you go. Go in the name of God, who is Father and Son and Holy Spirit. Amen.